On the new episode of Watchmen, is Lady True truthful? Do you believe in thermo miracles? And there might not have been any blue dildos in this episode, but we did get some lube. We're talking about it on Season 1, Episode 4 of Watchmen. If you don't like my story, write your own. The AfterBuzz After Show starts right now. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz... TikTok, 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 TikTok. What's going on, Watchmen fans? This is your AfterBuzz TV Watchmen After Show. I'm Ryan Nilsson. So excited to be talking about Season 1, Episode 4 with y'all today. And I am here with such an awesome panel. My goodness, all the way to my left, she is the villain of AfterBuzz TV. Or you know what? I think we're letting Saigons be Saigons. It's Drew. Drew Jones, everyone. I don't like this narrative, but hi. Happy to be here. So happy to see you here as well. And he was been on the panel, y'all, but he's just been absent. There's been some stuff getting in the way. One of the biggest Watchmen fans ever, also a massive fan of Damon Lindelof. He is Nathan Nathaniel Miller. That's me. Nate That's Miller. you. Y'all, overall thoughts of this episode. Let's start with Drew. Every time I think I have a grasp on what's happening then a new episode comes out, and I'm like, okay, cool, I, I don't know what's happening at all, and you I have, have no more idea. questions. <laughs> yeah, there's a, lot to, there's a lot to break down. We're really going to get into it a little later. Um, overall thoughts? Sim- very similar thoughts. <laughs> I feel like every time this show, something happens, and I say to myself, what the fuck? Like, there was a lot of that. Then the characters immediately, they also say, what the fuck? And then I feel like, okay, well, at least we're on the same page. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm loving it. Well, we're going to try to figure out what's going on. So, y'all, stay tuned. If this is your first time tuning in, we're going to have a special segment later going over buy or sell, just certain elements of the show that we are buying or selling. It doesn't necessarily need to be a plot point. It can be a little aspect or two. And we'll have a cha-ching or a sell. And we're going to stand by for some news and gossip that Nate is bringing us around the show. And stay tuned for our predictions. Please comment away in the live chat. I got it pulled up right here. Already looking in, we got Ur- Urban Thick commenting saying love how last week's episode went and how this week's one was connected we did too gracie and ryan love the last name uh woot to you too sir and libra live in meat great name i uh, love seeing y'all in the chat each and every week please comment below and give us an itunes review all right let's get into this so beginning of this episode lady true uh, has been referenced throughout the entire series. We finally get an introduction, and I wish we had the Days of Our Lives uh, hourglass because <laughs> she came into that house two minutes, changed those that, that couple's life, opening with some eggs, a nice little montage. What did you think of Lady True's intro, Nate? Uh, that whole sequence was just like spectacular. Um, just this the like the egg the whole thing of it being an egg farm and then having fertility issues like is just so poetic to start with let alone like the way that this show has been able to give details about certain scenarios without expressly giving them just from that conversation like knowing that she she got there knowing that whatever fell from the sky was already coming from the sky that was her whole plan and so she concocted this entire thing in order to get them to have the situation where they have no choice but to agree to what she's offering to because it's just so massive right uh so i don't know it was a great way to introduce a character that's for sure she's still it's, it's a cool way to get to know some of her and still at the same time keep her very mysterious dropping eggs yeah drew what'd you think of lady true i am obsessed with her i'm obsessed <laughs> with the female characters and how they're written on this show mm. and how they get to you know walk out of gender roles and 
like racial stereotypes also like I don't know she's just really badass to me and I was like I'm scared of you but I'm also like oddly intrigued by you right um, but I'm, I love her so yes lady Drew is what we might need Ooh. to call. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That might be the new nickname. I she like does that. have that presence, though. Even at the uh, when we went to the hangar or the, that that's the, that scene where we found the uh, the flying objects. Or the, I guess they were planes, really highly technically advanced they, planes. Yeah. They look like drones. Drones. Almost. Mm-hmm. She has this commanding presence where even she tells Petey, "No, wait, ladies only." Just reinforcing just that that gender you know, reversal norm. Um, such an awesome character from the first frame she's on screen, and yeah, she just commands the room, saying, "I'm going to change your life in two minutes. Like this property's going to be mine." And just talking about legacy, like this entire conversation of you know, you think legacy might be land that your family has passed down from decades, but no, it's blood. And the fact that they are having fertility problems and can't have kids. Once they pass away, she made a, a really good point. Your legacy's done. Yeah, she said you'll be extinct, basically, which is <laughs> which is not the nicest way to put it, but it's true. Um, and you know, like you guys have talked about before in the episodes I haven't been here on, is right. Damon doesn't waste words. Everything is very intentional with the dialogue. Um, so this whole idea of legacy, I think, is going to play very much into whatever she has planned. Mm. Uh, and I think this is a way for us to kind of understand how she values that legacy. Because I, th- I think in the similar way, if she's offering this family legacy, whatever she's building, this Millennium Clock, uh, I think is is p- obviously going to be part of her legacy. She's planning on leaving something behind. I'm getting very Adrian Veidt vibes from her, yes. from like the smart entrepreneur. But also she seems kind of a little bit detached from her humanity. Uh, which you kind of have to be in order to make that sacrifice for the greater good kind of a thing like Adrian did. So I'm really curious to see what happens. Definitely. And I, this whole idea of she not wasting words, she does say to them, you're the two most important people on the planet for these next two minutes. For these next three minutes. Or three minutes. Yeah. yeah. And again, time, tick tock, tick tock. Uh, We had a great fade edit transition from that scene where it went to the town of Tulsa. Um, do you think she's buying land? W- were we supposed to believe that that was in Tulsa? Yeah, I think that was in. I think that was in the past. That was what I'm past. assuming is that was whatever the spot of land that she has built the Millennium Clock on. I'm that assuming that this is part of that because mm. from the transition, it seemed like the land had been converted to right. some type of true industries. Some time had passed. Place. Yeah, Dang. something like that. That's the impression that I got. It could have been that she had been there before and this was a more current thing. Right. Uh, but I don't think so. I think this is. I think that was like a flashback that we were seeing. Fascinating. What did you think, Drew? I thought it was all kind of in the same time. I thought it was its own separate like, another land place. piece. Yeah, and it was just like a cool transition into... Yeah, I, I do. I think so as well. And, you know, the idea that she's this trillionaire. She even corrects them by saying, I'm not a millionaire. I'm a trillionaire. And she might have you know, stations all over the place uh, that might not not necessarily be the same one in Tulsa, but they might have their own um, thing. And, the, you know, they reinforce the point she did uh, inherit a company after Vite had landed. She even has a statue of him. Yeah, she bought the company. She yeah. bought the company. She said that she got rich um, from advanced bio and medical tech industries, which is pretty interesting. Um, but also very important, she mentions that she's Vietnamese, which given, you know, the context of this alternate history. Uh, Vietnam's a state. Right. So there could be very interesting implications that she is a character who's who's from Vietnam. And not entirely truthful either, especially to uh, Special Agent Blake, because when they do visit 
her her station, uh, she does speak Vietnamese to Angela Abar, and there and reveals, you know, she knows who the grandfather, she knows where Will is, and asking about the pills and like, where are the pills? Did you do you have the pills? And then at the very end, it's uh, revealed that this is just his own way of maybe getting Angela to believe that he is in fact her grandfather. And that you can tell that's really deep in her mind. I think she I think she's fully on board that he's the grandfather. I think he was referring to some secret I don't know if he has powers, I don't know what it is, but the pills are supposed to lead her to some discovery about right. him, and that's why it was important that she got them back, and that's why Drew asked about them. Um I don't know what they could be though. I like, know it's something with the powers. And then he said that he could he I mean, obviously we saw that he could walk at the end too. He so, stood like, up. Yeah. And not like w- not like wobbled either. Like no. he, he had pretty sturdy. Like <laughs> I wonder if the pills have some sort of like preservation with his body, where he can, you know, still function and do. Because I mean, he still says he's the one who, who threw Jed up in the tree. So hung him right. Yeah. Or do the pills suppress something Maybe. in him? Whoa! Oh, okay. Because usually they enhance or. I don't know, but those are definitely (laughs) super important. We got the shot of him in the glove box, and then they cut back to it again in that scene, and then later she asks about it. So we know that whatever it is, it's going to be very important. And she even, you know, just transitioning to Angela now, uh, at the end of last episode, we had Blake hang up on Dr. Manhattan, and then the cars dropped, and we learned, you know, Sister Knight, uh, Angela, that's her car, and she had just come out of that... A facility where she's looking at her, her heritage and views the heritage tree, which I found was really interesting. And there were a few elements in that, that heritage tree that we got confirmed for us. Uh, first thing, her dad, Marcus Abar, um, and then his parents were June Abar, and they're 99.957% sure that Will Reeves is her great-grandfather. Um, or, sorry, is, is her grandfather. Yeah. And uh, just this idea of this, of this lineage... It must matter in some way. It right. must connect her back to these these uh, images and these scenes that we've been seeing in the first few episodes. The flashback to World War One, and then also the 1921 uh, Tulsa riot. Um, so really fascinating that they were kind of connecting all that back. But again, Angela comes by her car. And now Blake is just all over this. And we learn more about Lauren Blake, and we get that confirmation of the history in Watchmen. By the way, it was bring your Watchmen book to the after show day, and I see Nate has his as well. Uh, where's yours, Drew? Oh, um, <laughs> it's somewhere. Must have slipped. Yeah. Did you bring anything, though? Um, well, there's actually a giant blue dildo in my bag if you want Oh, okay, yeah. Grab, well, yeah. after the show, we'll check it <laughs> yeah, out. Should but, go uh, sure. take a drink at home? <laughs> After the show, we'll check it out. But uh, there's a really great scene, just speaking to Angela. You know, she's trying to hide the evidence that she ever interacted with Will in general. And she takes apart the wheelchair. And then she also brings by the pills. And um, what was the other thing she brought? To a looking glass. It was the pill. Oh, and the, and the, and the KKK cloak. Right. So just looking glass lives in a bomb shelter. What are what are our thoughts on that? Sounds Does that, about, that fits right? the character, right? <laughs> I mean, I have to I have to save most of my thoughts on that for predictions from based just based on the teaser for next week. But he, we've already seen some pretty interesting stuff from him. Mm. Um, yeah, he's definitely going to be more than just a like a side character. He's going to be. I, I feel like he's going to be very involved in whatever's about to happen. And right. they've already established him to be this kind of questioning. Uh, you know, intelligent guy. 
Um, and he's kind of on the opposite, maybe not polar opposite, but far on the opposite spectrum of Angela, where she would rather just beat the guy up and tell me what you know. He's, you know, literally sit him in a pod. I'm not going to touch him. I'm just going to ask him questions and look at his reactions. So to see more of development from him, like, just like you said, him living in the bunker, like it makes total sense. But also again, that contrast of him living in the bunker versus Angela living in that big, beautiful house with her husband and the kids and family. Right. It's like, it's a very big dichotomy between the two of them. And I'm wondering if eventually they're going to be pitted against each other or if they're going to have different beliefs or something. Um, I don't know. But I also find it really interesting that she trusts him enough to bring this to him. It's not really a good cop, bad cop dynamic, but there is a dynamic there. Drew, what do you think about the idea that Looking Glass, she, he might be the only person in the force that Angela really trusts to to drop off that cloak and also those pills and just entrust him with this information. She doesn't trust Blake with that. Yeah, I really like their their sort of relationship. I think for them, they're not a good cop, bad cop, but they are. They complement each other. She's very, you know, factual. What I see is what's real. And he kind of thinks outside of the box about things. Um, So I think maybe that's why she feels comfortable going to because it is really outlandish sort of like what's going on. And it's like, go to someone who you know, often things outlandish things. Right. They they almost they see eye to eye in a few, and and he's not really at risk because he is so secluded. He doesn't mm-hmm. have anyone that she can trust him with this information because there might not be that much that many repercussions with his character mm-hmm. if something were to arise. So we gotta talk about it real quick. Uh, she's she's dropping the wheelchair bag, mm-hmm. all the parts of the wheelchair off, just ran off a cliff, ran onto a truck's back, and uh, turns around. In probably the most surprising moment of the entire episode, in my opinion. And there is a silver suit man with goggles on and a utility belt with two bottles <laughs> just staring at her. And she goes, WTF. And then Lube Man is, is who's introduced to us. Lube Man. Uh, is that what he's in the credits as? I think it must be. <laughs> that chase scene was great. I did not see him lubing himself up and then diving into a sewer drain. I was like, is he going to light himself on That's fire? What like, what like, is going on? Who is Lube Man? What is going on? What did you think of that entire sequence? I was just, I assumed something much more badass was going to, when he was, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's dousing himself in gasoline. He's going to light on fire. Or he's going to like somehow, like, I don't know, make the sun reflect off of him in some crazy way and blind her. No. Instead, Watchmen chooses to have another strong sexual innuendo, and he just slides right into the sewer. Slip sliding away. That's commitment to not being caught right there. Really is. I've never seen someone escape like that before. Although it just seems like a poor design of the suit if you have to take your belt off. Right. It's got to be someplace else you can store the lube. Where Released it. <laughs> but what was I, that, Drew? I mean, it's what'd just, you say? But like, do I was going to ask where else you could store the lube that yeah, chose. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a few spots. Room. There's a few spots, maybe. Jeez. But uh, a lot of people in the chat are thinking. So we got Grayson Ryan saying it's Petey. Interesting idea. Possibly was a skinny oh. fellow. Yeah. Great. Interesting. Possibly. Interesting idea. Not quite uh, that's super. That's a good. That's a good guess. Also, a reason for why he might have been following Angela. Warren Blake might have assigned. I was gonna say, yeah, like but she... Lori picked him. He didn't like. Right. 
She did pick him. But if anyone's going to dress up in a costume, it would be him. I do want to point out really quick, there was just an awesome shot of, like, when she was loading the bag into the trunk, and then it cut straight to her oh pulling. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. So much good cinematography in this episode. And editing, uh, yeah, for the most part. Great edits. But just also, like, you could tell, like, an edit like that, you had to plan that out, like, when you're shooting it. Totally. And, like, that is just... Mm. There was a great edit back, <laughs> even with uh, when Angela was at the the facility center looking at her ancestors. Yeah, zooming in on the kid's lens and her, her his yeah, eyes the matched with hers. Of the, yeah, the hologram almost looked like a Rorschach mask too, which was pretty fascinating. But I mean, great editing. It looked like episode. a mask. Back to Lube Man, real quick. <laughs> I do. I'm very interested in Lube Man because he he did see her getting rid of something. He saw he witnessed her getting rid of evidence. So. If he is indeed PD, if he isn't, if if Lube Man is indeed working for Blake, a spy for Blake, perhaps, then that is something that that we could they could pit against Angela Abar in a court of law that she's maybe withholding or hiding evidence. Well, he even like made a comment about the wearing a mask. Like when we were first introduced to PD, like he brought a mask like mask along, and it made me kind of think seeing right. that that maybe that's something he's. He's interested in being a vigilante of some sort. Wow. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lube Man... It would work! ...was was Petey. It's just such Because a... she... Angela... Or not Angela. Um, Lori. Blake yeah, made Blake. a comment about the wheelchair mm. when she was talking to Angela. And I was like, oh, then that has to be... Well, because they found the DNA in the car. The only yeah. DNA they found was of Will Reeves, who we also learned was a cop mm-hmm. in his 50s and 60s. And then... Just 40s and like, 50s. 40s and 50s. In New York... So Which is also probably relevant. It is probably relevant. But, but the way she back. said wheelchair made me think like she knew that she threw out the pieces of the right. wheelchair. I think she said wheelchair because they found the tracks. She had found the tracks already before and uh, had already at the grave about it. Yeah. Or at the and then, murder scene. Yeah, and then finding this guy's DNA and figuring out that he would have to be 105. And if there's fingerprints, he obviously was there recently. And so, probably in a wheelchair. And, I mean, yeah, if you're in your hundreds... Blake is awesome. A normal person. A normal person would be in a wheelchair. And he does get up at the end. So before we just get to the ending, um, we got we got a sidebar like this, this show sidebar. And uh, can I just say, Drew, can you just tell the people why we care about them so much and what AfterBuzz means to us? Of course, I thought we were going to talk about baby fishing, but let's do we'll it. We'll get to that soon. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, AfterBuzzers, we thank you guys so much for always tuning in, for being in the live chat. There's like 72 people in the live chat, which is crazy what? right now. Oh, yeah. But if you guys aren't live with us, make sure that you guys are liking and subscribing so you can join us in the live chat or you can check us out on all of our other shows. We're not just an after show that does, you know, comic books. We also have reality TV after shows. We have drama. We do comedy. We have red carpet interviews because we're talking to all of your favorite celebs. So you guys go Go check all of them out. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes because we are Android and iPhone friendly. But for now, thank you guys so much for being, you know, who you are and for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Bing. Bing. TikTok. Yes. Uh, but now the actual sidebar of the show, which has been consistent for the past four episodes. Adrian Veidt. Ozymandias. Wow. What what an intro for him this episode. Fishing for newborn babies in what looked like a lake, a river, fre- almost fetus sure. like children at that point, just right out of the womb, mm. and tossing them back like it's, uh, oh, that, that fish isn't big enough. Like, just no care whatsoever for that human life. What what an uh, intro. We all simultaneously just went. Human life? Human life? Uh, well, you mentioned something interesting while we were watching the show. You know, I guess Damon Lindoff 
take a drink, take a shot, uh, has said that they these aren't clones. Yeah, I was going to talk about this in the... Well, he didn't say they're not clones. But he said he wouldn't use that word. So what hap- he, uh, every three episodes, they're doing an official HBO podcast with Damon. That's right. I actually show. listened to it this past week. Yeah, so in that, he's, he was speaking about the Osmond Dyes plotline, and he's, he, ref- he what he said was... What I'm sure people will be referring to as clones by now, mm. and and then he started talking about them. So to me, that says they're not clones. I don't know what what they are. I would still call them clones until I find something else. Just, right, just for lack of a better definition. Right, or just Crookshanks. Um, yeah, but it seems like he's. I mean, it seemed like he was hinting towards that. There's something more. Yeah, at play. That's more than just some type of cloning. And situation. we see how that he makes these clones by putting them in a human age microwave also though he does clarify he to quote him he says flaws in the slotless design uh i'm not your maker so he didn't make them he didn't make them but he is the master he is their master he does because he tells them that after he pulls them out and microwaves them into full-grown What's not, going not on here, Drew? It's like Break all this of down. the microwaving baby jokes from middle school have <laughs> just, just manifested back, back to bite you. into this. Re- it was really like <laughs> I was stressed out the whole time because I was like, "Oh God, is he going to do something to these little babies?" And then he put them in the microwave, and then they were big humans. And as you astutely pointed out, four candles on the cake this time. Yes, four years. He clarifies later, and right after he microwaved the new Crookshanks and Phillips. Mm-hmm. He, they walk through the dining room where he usually has his cake, and there is a full-on slaughter in there of just dozens of Crookshanks and Phillipses. He said he had a rough night. Have you ever had a rough night like that, y'all? I mean, mine's like crying and drinking a bottle of wine, not like Yikes. murdering people. <laughs> yeah, my que- I mean, I wonder, I'm, I'm really wondering if, he, I mean, in my mind, there's two options, right? He either snapped and just said, fuck it, and just like started killing them. Uh, or, or this has something to do with what we saw last week of the thing with the game warden and him getting dressed up to like deal with that. Right. Don't know how much time has passed. I don't know if that is a year to that, but this, it would have been a year. I mean, uh, if last week was three years, if every episode has been judging by these candles on the but cake, we it's don't been know a year. where he is and how time passes where he is. That's a great point. So. Could, to him, it could it could feel like a year. It could actually be a year. We're not sure yet. He does say we don't know the exact passage of time, but he does say to four him years. it's been four years. Yes, to him it's been four years, and he's just been through a ton of Crookshanks and Phillips, and yeah. we saw he makes them. Uh, but now we know what his plan is, and he's catapulting the dead bodies from mm-hmm. that slaughter into the sky and we realize there is a certain height in the sky where they disappear it's almost as if they go through a bubble or a layer or uh almost like a fishbowl tank like you Mm -hmm. just left the tank and it looks like from i know we're getting into prediction territory but it looked like next week uh he's planning on doing that to himself and maybe that's how he escapes I just found this to be so fascinating. I guess the question is for both of y'all, where do you think he is? What is it? What prison is he in? Who put him there? What's going on? I definitely think Lady True has something to do with it because now that I'm thinking about it, she's talked about fertility a lot. Like she made the baby. She owns that fertility thing. Maybe that's why there's a pond of babies that she can just, oh, like maybe point. those are like experimental or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I think she has something to do with it. And where he is? I think he's on, like I think he's 
on Earth. I don't think he's... You think he's on Earth? Maybe trapped in some kind of... I mean, she owns 40 acres of land, so for all we know... I'm sure she owns a lot more than A lot more than that, but I'm saying just like that 40... I think he's a lot closer to Tulsa than we're aware of. But there is a supernatural element at work with... After those bodies are catapulted, they just vanish... Like, they hit some kind of crease. They Mm -hmm. hit some kind of bubble. Supernatural or just high tech? I think it's high tech. It it, it absolutely could be high tech. Uh, What do you think, Nate? Ah, There are so (laughs) many different options. I mean, we talked a little bit last week. I told you that, like... I told this. I thought that he was in a prison. I thought that he was trying to escape the prison, and that's what the suit was for. And that there was some type of, I assume, a vacuum of. When I see f- somebody completely frozen, I assume vacuum of space. So I'm assuming that he's in some type of atmosphered bubble that was created for him because he said it wasn't him. So to me, that says Doctor Manhattan. Granted, I don't know why he would be interested or care, but in terms of people who could do something like that, uh, it's a pretty short list. Um, I think he could be on Mars. He could be on the moon. He could be in the Millennium Clock. Right. Possibly. That would, wow. Maybe. I'm not sure. Some people in the chat actually believe that, too. They think Lady, yep, Lady True definitely is keeping Vite from Gracie and Ryan. Uh, we also got Kaylin Baby saying, you confirm the four years have gone by in this episode. But I think that may, I think the Lady True thing might be a misdirect, like with the babies and the Millennium Clock, because... I mean, I don't have a good reason, but I think I think that the thing that we saw crashing was maybe Ozymandias coming back from where I think that he absolutely was. could be. But if it was in the past, that means it was that was in the past. True. Um, if it was present, obviously, yeah. then that happened and that morning. On that same note, I do want to mention, as I'm sure you know, after listening to that podcast interview, Damon mentioned very interestingly that all of the Ozymandias scenes. They shot in Wales. Right. And the weather in Wales was only going to be good for a certain amount of time. So they wrote the, all the script parts for him, shot all of that, right. and then started writing the rest of the script. And the way that he talks about it, it's kind of inferring. He infers that there's two different timelines that are going to converge. Mm. Um, and so to me, that's confirming that all of this Ozymandia stuff that we're seeing is in the past. So that's why I do think that that's what Lady True is seeing is him coming back and then now they're going to enact whatever his plan is or something. And as much as it could be in the past, as more and more years go by, that means we could be getting to the present right. or all of it is in the past. Right. It's a really interesting conversation to have. Someone just made a really great point in the chat. Early, This is Patty Duke. Um, earlier in the episode, when they're at school, they there is a line saying there are multiple dimensions, but this is our own. And we accept the one that's our own. That's in this episode. In in this episode or in, this in episode. the after teaser? It was in this episode. It was in the after teaser. That line? Yes. I think I think they mentioned it at, in school with the kids today in this episode. Like what scene were the were the kids in school today? It was right before they went to school with uh, they're having breakfast and at Angela Abar's house, and they mentioned that. I must have. I must well, he was saying that. that before Judd was in nowhere before he was born, and then. Oh wait, they're talking about his death there. Yeah. I thought I, I just I seem to remember the line about no, multiple dimensions. That was dimensions. from the, that was from the, the teaser. teaser. That was from the teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So regardless, Patty Duke does say I think he's on Earth, but maybe in another dimension. The idea that maybe Lady True's technology or even Doctor Manhattan's powers could maybe put Vite in another dimension. What I've are got comments on that, maybe? You got comments on that for that predictions? For predictions, Okay, yeah. well, then we'll move on just now. Um, uh, I do want to say really quick, while yeah, we are talking absolutely. about conspiracies and dimensions, that uh, we we didn't talk about 
Angela coming in to Looking Glass's place and he's got all those pictures of the squids and apparently he's like spending a bunch of time getting photographs of the squids before they vanish and he's like concerned about their life and stuff. So obviously he is very wrapped up in this, what we know to be Mm -hmm. a conspiracy because it's not real. It's not real. Adrian made that. So I don't, I mean, this is kind of my predictions, but I don't, I don't know if I buy into the alternate dimension thing because Adrian made all this up. There was no giant squid from another dimension. He made that. So I, he could even be in a mental prison. I think that's part of the government conspiracy thing. The government conspiracy thing. Let's talk about this ending though, real quick. So lady true is in cahoots with Will Reeves. Mm -hmm. He stands up. It, most of it was an act. Maybe the pills subdue whatever. And they just keep mentioning, she keeps asking him, are you all in? Are you all in for convincing? In three days, you'll know I'm all in. What's going to happen in three days? What are they talking about? Why are they together? Mentioning Angela's family really stressed me out. Um, I was like, don't kill those little white girls. They're really cute. Leave them alone. Um, I don't I don't know what, what they're... I don't think he's going to throw her under the bus. I think it's one of those in his mind he thinks he's doing something for her greater good. I just can't figure out mm. what. Or it might not even have anything to do with her immediate, like her family and the president. It might have something to do with like who her father was or who her parents are since they kind of brought up them briefly in the episode. I have no idea what's going on and I'm really stressed out. <laughs> We'll, 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 we'll cool off. We have a whole, <laughs> we have week. A whole week. We get a whole week until we get to find out. What do you think, Nate? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was a lot. It's a, there's definitely like some conspiracy going on, but in true Watchmen fashion, like there's no black and white. Everything is super gray. I have no idea who the good guys or the bad guys are now. Like mm. I've always kind of speculated that Seventh Cavalry aren't necessarily quite as bad as they seem, or at least they have good intentions or something. Um, but now with True and Reeves both saying TikTok, and they're obviously involved in some way. Yeah, and Judd being involved in some way as well. I'm just, I'm really, I don't know. And like, if if Judd was involved with Cavalry and they're involved with Cavalry, then why did Reeves kill Judd? Does he did he not kill Judd? Like, it's I don't know. So I'm just like, what the fuck? That's so many I mean. questions in typical Damon Lindoff fashion and in Watchmen fashion. But you know, we're gonna have we're gonna be predicting a lot of the answers to these questions coming up a little later. But right now, we're gonna get into our special segment: buy or sell. This is where we thank you, Steph, <laughs> our wonderful producer, Steph. This is where we pick an element of the show that might be working for us that we're buying, or one that's not so very much working for us, and we're selling it. Um, just to kick us off, Drew, do you have one you want to launch this segment with? That I want to buy? That you want to buy or sell? I want to buy whatever makes you able to walk around at 105. Like, yes. Just willy-nilly. And I'd like to sell uh, whatever lube that is. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't into it. I didn't like it. Yeah, it was slippery, though. <laughs> if, it, if it slides you down drain pipes, I can imagine it slides a lot more than that. Uh, what oh, are you thinking, Nate? <laughs> I'm just seeing what I saw. What am I thinking now? What are you thinking now? Um, <laughs> what are you buying and selling? I Nate? would like, let's see. I'd like, I buy, I'm going to buy Lori as the, uh, as the new head of the cops, so to speak. Taking I, Judd's place. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, I mean, they were clearly running like a chicken without a head cut off doing whatever. So mm-hmm. it makes sense for someone who has some type of authority and is not going to take any shit to step in. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am also selling Lube Man because I don't care how much lube you have. There's no way you're slipping into a storm drain like that. 
that and then like getting away like the drains only go so many places what? like open it up get down there oh like, my where gosh. could he have gone no way okay well i am buying lube man <laughs> i am all in on the lube man i think that is Petey, who is also my doppelganger i was gonna say it's I am you all in on the lube man right now uh i'm buying that lube for sure <laughs> i am selling <laughs> i am this is what i'm selling I am selling the idea that I'm selling the idea that Adrian could figure out, could build a catapult with what limited resources are at his availability. Mm. I mean, how do you even start to discover that there are babies in the pond you're at? And how do you discover, oh, I can microwave them and it makes them bigger like there had if there was some manual maybe he was left with but there's been no hint or distinction at that so i'm just a little like come on how do you build a microwave maybe he to went swimming grow and humans maybe latched was... onto him sure he's a, a he's a genius fashion. he's one step away from he is maniacal i guess but uh i think it was part of his rider to to show up so he had to have water babies and materials to build a catapult water babies and, and cake <laughs> every year everyone's saying ryan you have your next year's halloween costume with lube man thank Thank please. you. Please. Uh, we'll please. see. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <laughs> Comic-Con 2020. I, I will buy the costume for you. Lube man. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our news and gossip. Nate Miller. What oh, we got? Oh, yeah. News and gossip. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you are enjoying the music of the Watchmen TV show, which I know you are because it's awesome, you can now listen to it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all that jazz. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are behind the soundtrack, uh, also known for doing Social Network, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, Nine Inch oh, yeah. Nails, etc., uh, the first volume has 15 tracks from the show, which is a lot of the themes and stuff that are used in the show, as well as some of the other shorter motifs that are kind of extended. There's also a few bits of like dialogue from the show, which are really interesting. Uh, they're planning on dropping another volume after the sixth episode comes out, so make sure you... Wow. Yeah, check that out. Keep I was checking open. it out. I was bumping it this week, yeah, driving to work. It's actually really good. I love Trent, but... Yeah, just man, it just best. perfectly captures the mood of the show. It's epic. Uh, in other news, uh, Regina King did an interview with Collider, uh, talking about uh, kind of the character development behind Sister Knight and her getting involved with Damon and reading the script for the first time. Uh, they talk about the costume design and how that came together, uh, and also just how she kind of feels about the season as a whole and the changes for the characters. A really interesting uh, read. Check that out. Uh, and the last thing I want to shout out is again, like we talked about earlier, Damon did a. Uh, podcast they're going to do every three episodes officially from hbo uh if you're into the show if you're into Watchmen, if you like damon please check it out it's a lot of great insights on the making of the show also just the comic book in general and the themes and stuff that they're going towards uh and it was just a really exciting listen so make sure you check that out and look for the next one totally agree with that i did listen to that actually this week i just want to take one second to talk about that the um he does kind of get really personal at one point mm-hmm. on that podcast. And he's, he's done these Instagram posts talking about what Watchmen means to him. He's also said him in interviews. But on this podcast, he really said something that was quite fascinating where he was comparing the other shows he's worked on uh, like, like a Lost and how the first three seasons of Lost, there are these these flashbacks that he was saying those were origin stories. Those were his That was him copying the structure of Watchmen to develop characters. And that's just how he felt so attached to those characters in Watchmen and that's how, what he, he used for Lost. So it's just so fascinating. Like Elements of Watchmen has been present in all this guy's work and now he's actually doing Watchmen. 
it's just so cool, and we're so psyched that he gets to do this series. Shout out to Damon Lindelof. Take another shot, people. Drink one, drink two. All right, we have plenty of time for some predictions. Oh, wait, there was one last thing. Sorry, before news, before news I know we stopped the music and everything. This image was put on Damon Lindelof's Instagram, which we I thought he was messing with us. I didn't think it was just a Rick and Morty reference. I thought we were getting a blue man on Mars. This is Mr. Meeseeks from Rick and Morty. And, yeah, it's a blue guy on Mars. So I thought, oh, hey, maybe he's saying tonight we're going to get Dr. Manhattan. He also said, you know, Dr. Manhattan's probably going to enter the series sooner rather than later. It's right. a ticking time bomb in and of itself. We didn't get him tonight. Maybe next week. Probably Shout not. out to Rick and Morty, Mr. Meeseeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, predictions. Boom. Your After Buzz TV predictions. True jokes. Ooh, hey. Um, predictions. Okay. I think. I think. <laughs> I, I I I think that Adrian is on Earth. I think he's in Tulsa. Nice. Whoa, um, in Tulsa. Okay. Yeah, I think they have him in Tulsa, and that those pond babies are a creation of Lady True. Wow. So you think Lady True, also meaning Lady True, probably trapped him. Mm-hmm. Or at least has something to do with it. She might not be the like. I don't necessarily think she's the. The the head honcho. I still think she's... The mastermind. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. And I don't, we might not even get that answer next week, but I'm digging... that. Those are some pretty precise predictions, so... I know. This is the first for me. So now we don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Miller. Um, <laughs> Full names. Predictions. Uh, there's a ton to go off. There's so much. Um, okay, my tangible predictions. Mm. Uh, obviously, Lady True is involved... In a lot more than we've seen, uh, I'm really curious to see what her and Will actually have planned. Um, but I think we're going to find out more about the Seventh Cavalry and maybe find some stuff out that we didn't necessarily know before. That might change our opinion. I also think we might find out more about the police and maybe what Judd was doing, what Senator Keene is doing. Um, I do think that Vite is not on Earth. I don't know if he's on Mars or the Moon, um, but the cold freezingness makes me think that uh uh some something to do with space and my super super left field uh prediction is that cal is dr manhattan whoa whoa <laughs> which is hold really, on you really can't just unlikely. drop that on us it's, you can't just drop that on it's us man extremely unlikely but Lori just keeps talking about Cal and how hot he is. And That's Angela Avar's husband, him. people. And then today he gives a whole speech about how when you die, nothing happens. You just die. That's it. You live and you die. Which is Holy a very cow. nihilistic Manhattan approach to it. Holy cow. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, I am loving this prediction. And my last one is I, I, I'm, st- I'm very conflicted because on one hand I feel like Manhattan is the one who imprisoned, even though I don't know if it was straight up imprisonment, because... He says, I thought it was paradise, but it's a prison. So I think maybe he agreed to go to wherever he is now. Um, on one hand, I feel like Manhattan is involved. But on the other hand, judging from the book, it doesn't seem like he would care or to, and have any reason to get involved. So I'm kind of torn between that. From the show, I think he's involved. But based on my knowledge of the book and the characters and what I'm assuming Damien's working off, mm. I don't see a reason why he would want to get involved. 
So that I'm kind of torn in that prediction. Fascinating. Um, before we get into my predictions, I'm predicting that everyone in the chat is going to like this video because we got 80, 90 people in the Ooh, chat right now. Wow. Shout out to y'all. This is the most we've had for the live show so far. 93. Oh my goodness. Please like that video. We got 13 likes. There's 93. That's the best you can do. That mean a lot to us and give us a review on iTunes. And please give us your predictions. I will read some off before we wrap the show. I'm loving this prediction about Cal because there was a line this episode where they said, hey, did uh, when 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 Lori came by, when Lori Blake came by to interrogate you or question you, did she ask about your accident in Vietnam? Meaning he had an accident. You know who else had an accident? Was Dr. Manhattan. Ooh, boom. Love that. I'm predicting just for next week, judging from that, that little teaser we got, we're getting a lot more 7th Cavalry. Uh, we're getting a, another police rally meeting, just like, what are we going to do? Where are we going from here? Um, I am not... I predict that that Will Reeves and Lady True are not part of the 7th Cavalry, even though they did a TikTok TikTok. I think that was just a nice little reference. Um, However, their hands are not completely clean. They're a little dirty, like the 7th Cavalry are. I do think that Looking Glass is going to have a bigger part in the show, like Nate was saying earlier, and that we might even find out. I think that bunker is going to come major into play. I think uh, they're going to discover this evidence that Angela has been hiding, and she's going to have a lot of explaining to do, and a lot of things are going to come to a hold. I also predict this is not the last time we've seen Lube Man, and he is coming back (laughs) strong and probably even more lubed up, but... (laughs) Thank you all so much for watching us this week. It's been a heck of a ride. Do you have one more thing? One last thing. One last thing, and then we got to get out of here. I think the Millennium Clock is whatever machine turned, uh, the machine that turned John into Dr. Manhattan. I think that's what she's building. Oh, really? I think she's trying to build another one of those. The thing is, and there's also they mentioned that the Russians are trying to do it, too. They did say that. Yeah. The Russians are trying to do that, too. So many questions. Who's the game warden? We didn't even see them this episode. What if PD's Dr. Manhattan? We got from uh, Gracie and Ryan in the chat. Um, a lot of people just throwing out their predictions here. Uh, also, I know because um, Cal killed... Okay. Oh, on the White Knight. Gotcha. Anyway, sorry, guys. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please like this. Subscribe. It means a lot to us. We love this show so much, and we love sharing the experience with y'all. Drew Jones! Where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me every Tuesday on The Flash and Black Lightning, or you guys can follow me on all the things at OKDrewJ. Okay Name Miller! Guys, you can find me everywhere people can be found at Dog Like Nate. Everywhere people can be found. And you can find me on Twitter at Rye Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N, and on Instagram at Ryan Nilsen underscore. Thank you so much for watching this after show for Watchmen. And shout out to Tehran. He's in Irvine. He's doing comedy, and he's not here right now. But I sh- I'm sure he'll watch the playback of and course. catch up with us. Shout out to y'all. Thank you so much for watching. See you next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.